don't know if y'all can hear me, but it's cold outside. Happy 2019. Welcome to Rad Dad Redemption. My name is Shark Johnson. We got a hell of a show for you tonight on episode number five. We're going to be catching up on our New Year's resolutions, our Rad Dad resolutions, if you will. We have a tidbit of news. Will there be a Red Dead spinoff? Let's find out. We're going to talk about the origin of game tabs. Capture the flag. Battle Royale. King of the Hill. Where did those come from? Where did they come from? We have our top three 2019 games that we're going to look forward to. And our good friend, Creamy John's got some trivia. 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 How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Y'all buckle up and strap on in because episode five is getting going. creams happy new year happy new year brother how how's life how how's how's your world life is good we went a week might uh without doing a rad dad redemption podcast i missed you bud i know i missed uh, you too it was a fine uh holiday season a fine a fine crimbus <laughs> santa claus arrived on time uh he did not linger new year's was beautiful we had fun we was of all dropped <laughs> everything was good how about you bud what'd you do Think kiddos good. wig out they get all everything they wanted all the gifts they did they it was a good christmas we had some some family we had our rad dad in town up here in colorado and uh got to hang out with my sister and dan uh, dan, dan made it out dan, the original rad dad yeah oh, clever it was a good time um well, let's get right to formalities, my friend. Uh, well, this is episode five of Rad Dad Redemption, part of Rad Dad Radio. My name is Shark Johnson, and this is my brother from the same mother, Johnny Creams, John Egbert. I love him. He's fantastic. And uh, that first song, our lead-in, our what we call our, our catcher song for our Mixler listener, listeners out there was, uh, was Prince, or is, I guess now that he's dead, we can call him Prince, but when he was alive, we had to say the... Uh, the artist formerly known as Prince, but it was 1999, man, and uh, that was 20 years ago when that was the biggest <laughs> New Year's Eve song on the universe. Do you Insane. remember New Year's 1999 when it went from 98 Y2K, to 98? Well, not the Y2K, but it would have been the oh. one before where it went from 98 to 99. I don't remember that one. All I remember, I was not a big drinker in high school. You were out trying to court women and stuff. You're you're a little older than me, so I was. Uh, you're out trying to do some heavy petting, I imagine, on this uh, <laughs> yeah. 98, 99 New Year celebration. I was still a, y- a young chap. I was still, you know, fingers crossed for pubes this year. That kind of thing. <laughs> you were out yeah. there uh, hunting, hunting, hunting. Yeah, trapping, trapping, trapping. and tracking. Yeah. Well, more tracking than trapping. You know, a shark can smell blood from miles away. Miles away. away. <laughs> yeah, I was at a random house party, and I didn't drink a lot, but I definitely did that night. And I remember 
we got kicked out of the party because I apparently was making out with the guy who was hosting the party's girlfriend. Was it Ruby Singleton? No, this was some Cincinnati party. Oh, the nasty. I didn't know really anyone there. It's like me and my, my buddy James Crow and Jimmy uh, Crow and Brendan O'Connor and I believe Timothy Hunt. I'm not sure, but we somehow got invited and uh, it wasn't Michael. I ruined it. Michael Michael Hunt wasn't there. He didn't N- make it. No, nope. Okay. Nope. But I ruined it. I danced with a girl I shouldn't have danced with, and uh, we got kicked out of the party. And I remember Q one o Q one o two. Uh, the local radio station played prince's 1999 on loop for for like 18 hours it was like the only song that was playing i think you Um, have to yeah so special memories um well cream tell our new listeners this is a new year i'm sure a lot of you out there uh got a shiny new red dead redemption uh well i actually bet a lot of you didn't but for the for the folks that still get their games from their grandparents and from their moms or uh for the the few of you that have the girlfriend or wife that's tuned into pop culture and actually got you something good i'm sure a lot of you are new players and uh, we welcome you to the rad dad community yeah i think a lot of people got that as a gift this year red dead redemption i saw that on the reddit feed and stuff you know a lot of new people joining the community hopping in hey i'm i'm new to the game you know and then like a really stupid question followed that post and then uh yeah yeah welcome welcome to the wild west boys yeehaw we're all right i mean a what gamestop employee wouldn't you know you you always have those the 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 god ants and the 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 cool uncles and the, the 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 you know the the new stepdads that are out there video game shopping what gamestop employee isn't gonna say uh when they asked them hey my i got a i got a i got a, a son he's looking for a new video video game what what should i get him they're gonna tell you red dead redemption unless they're a hipster and then they'll be like um i don't know if you've heard of ori will of the wisp but it is a premium platformer game you should probably i'm looking check forward that to out. that one don't make fun of the ori kids <laughs> i'll play that one it's pretty good. I played a little bit of the first Those one. Those are apples and oranges, right? Like we're talking about two different games, yeah. Totally different games. Yeah. Yeah, so hook them up. What what the hell is this thing they're listening to? Okay, Rad Dad Redemption. This is a podcast. Um our our goal is basically it's a little something for dads, a little something for Red Dead fans. Um and basically the overall, I would say you know, sort of motto of our podcast or sort of vibe of our podcast is balancing the two, right? You want to, you want to play these games and red and red dead is an excellent example because that is a slow moving game. You, I mean, you have to put some hours in to a complete the campaign, which I'm, I'm still scratching the surface. I'm not afraid to admit it. And B, uh, rank up online. The online is out. It is here. You can cut people's throats that are other people in the world and some little 12 year old across the country will say, ah, I'm dead. My throat got cut. And that was me in Ohio doing that to you. Um, so yeah, I think, I think rad dad redemption is we want to be rad dads. And then also, uh, we're passionate about gaming. We're passionate about, uh, rockstar gaming and more specifically, uh, red dead redemption two is here. We've waited a long time and we are very excited to, uh, uh, for this new challenge, um, to be a, uh, an, an accountable father and also <laughs> a pro fucking gamer who's going to slash up some noobs 
online. Yeah. I'm Lasso very excited. Noobs. I think I might have. That might be the best description ever. It was a good one for our podcast. I don't want to toot my own dick, but yeah, I think don't I got it. To, it'll hurt your back. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, not my dick, but the act. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and we uh, were risk takers, and we decided to make this a live podcast. And I don't take risks. For those of you that are listening at home, I see a very, very special brogue star, McFluffers. Jayhawker is listening right now at home. Hey, hey, Brogan. Hi. Hey, bud. <laughs> but Mixler is the best place to listen to our podcast. You can interact with the show. Um, uh, we have trivia at, towards the end of every episode, so it's a good Hell way yeah. to kind of get involved with that. And Hell it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, get to interact and be a part of uh, the Rad Dad experience. So if uh, you're listening to this via one of our other podcast networks, definitely on Wednesday nights is uh, the current plan right now. But we on social media, Rad Dad Radio, Rad Dad Redemption, uh, you can uh, get updates as to when the show will air and tune in. It's a good time. Awesome. Onward. Onward Excellent we intro. go. Excellent intro. Let's talk about, we got to thank some sponsors here. Uh, Do it. The show is, uh, actually at this point, it's totally possible without our sponsors, but we're going to go ahead and thank them. Um, Madeira. It's not possible. No, it's, it's not possible. No, we could we not do them. this without. No, we need more. Madeira's backcountry hammocks. I actually just bought a new Madeira hammock. Did you? They gave me one for free. And so all Stop. I had to do was pay for the shipping. Um, and so I am holding on to that. And I think we, we might make that a prize um, later on in the show. So, what about uh, your co-host? How's the co-host get a hammock? How? Well, yeah, I got a hammock, but it's in my it's in my jeans right now. It's yeah. called a banana hammock. It's a zucchini swaddle. Actually, that's a topic I kind of want to bring up. Do you mind if we do an aside? Oh yeah, let me uh, just, okay. Let me just play the aside music here. <laughs> Is this, it, does that still count as our um, like our yeah. Our, our, our our ad or whatever you just had to mention them do you do you need to finish that oh, no, before well, I do just, my aside <laughs> yeah so madeira.com they make a bunch of different outdoor uh products they're kind of an up-and-coming uh outdoor company but one of the cool things that they do is for every product purchased they plant a tree somewhere in the world which i think is just great and in the season of new year's re- resolutions how cool would it be if, if you've got all your your summer camping gear and you decided to plant a bunch of trees with it. So Madeira is very cool, um, and they give some great discounts once you kind of get hinked in, linked into their uh, community. And the link for Rad Dad is in our show notes. So just look at the episode description, and you will see the link for Madeira. Click that, go shopping, save the world, get a hammock, get a wooden watch. Uh, John, let me tell you about one product they have on there that I'm definitely saving up for. I may have mentioned this before, but they have a tent that hovers off the ground. It's a four-person tent, and you hook it up to four different trees, and the okay. entire tent is a hammock. It just kind of floats above the ground. How far off the ground are we talking? I'm a little scared of heights. Well, it could, it's up to you. You know, If you're in lion oh, okay. country, you could probably go the full 8 to 12, but if you're just cool. in your backyard, you could do you know, a solid 8 inches, 10 inches maybe, just a good stepping height. Cool. So Madeira.com, cool. um, you'll see that in our show notes. We have a very special link, and it helps pay for the show. 
Um, the other podcast uh, sponsor that we want to mention is, of course, Anchor. Anchor is our podcast host. If you are interested in starting a podcast of your own, Anchor is the easiest way to do it. You can literally do a podcast and edit it right from your phone, from an Android or iPhone, and they help with finding sponsors, and they help get you out to all the major podcast networks. We use Anchor. We love Anchor. So if you're interested in having a podcast, check out Anchor. And then we also have a Patreon. Um, and Patreon is uh, a kind of a next-level way to support the show. It's a, it's a way to be a, a formal member of the community, and we have really fun rewards um, all the way up to a free uh, admittance into the future yet to be announced rad dad retreat which is a camping trip that we're going to be doing um, sometime in the future if we can get up to enough listeners uh, we might be able to pull it off in 2019 but uh, most likely 2020 will be when that happens so uh, yeah check us out on patreon we do appreciate your support big shout out to podcast right now's carl charlbury uh, carl is a a wonderful man and he supports our show through patreon and carl uh you are currently covering all of our costs so we appreciate you bud thanks so much you're a hell of a guy he owns many hoodies he does he has but the one he's been wearing the most is that sweet melanzana hoodie it's pretty dope it's the dopest of looks like it keeps him warm um and yeah he's just the type of guy i want to be warm out there i'd hate to think of a carl shivering Oh, shivering yeah. Carl? No, thank you, I say. Yeah, you don't want to find Carl in the sewer like at the third act of Scrooged. That, no. That homeless no one guy. wants that. <laughs> no one wants that for Carl. Do we want Carl to get a haircut? No. Doesn't no. concern us either. We actually, we actually don't. Throw it out. He's yeah. in a rock and roll band, by the way. You guys should look this band up. They're called Nothing. It's the name of the band. He plays rhythm guitar for a band called Nothing. That's, that is, that's next level. Pretty sure it's just how you would spell nothing. Nothing minus a G, perhaps an apostrophe. Oh, but uh, speak, yeah, look them up. Speak of the devil, the podcast right now just joined our Mixler feed. So hey, hey Carl, thanks for all your help, Carl buddy. Boy, we love right you. Um, tell us about podcast right now. We are. It's part of the. We're Rad Dad is part of a larger podcast community. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Um, we've hit. We've hit a new. Uh, a new level of uh, quality, I believe, in the podcast right okay. now. Podcast, okay. our um, pre-Christmas episode that we did, I cannot remember um, an episode where I uh, have have laughed more. I, I like my my. I was crying at a certain point when um, uh, another host on the show, his name's Joe Gazzaro. He he's basically telling um, a future biography. He's like reading chapter by chapter future biography of our friend Kevin Shaw, another another guy on the podcast and uh he's just a creative man uh we talk about sports we talk about um just whatever's going on in the world we cover video games a little bit um yeah lots of lots of fun stuff happening happening at the uh, podcast right now studio uh we are up to episode 84 um so kind of cool to see it go on this long and i think we've improved um over the years which it's funny to talk about like oh it's like hard to talk on a podcast. Yeah. With four people, it is kind of tricky. You have to sort of set up some, some rules on, you know, just right. not, not making it too crazy, uh, sticking to a certain uh, time length, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You and I got out of hand, uh, last episode, we last did a couple of, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we got, we just got chopped off. I think you put a, 
I think you put I had an to ending put an on. awkward, yeah, an awkward ending at the end of it, yeah. <laughs> but, but we were just having too much fun, and that's if anyone who has done a podcast in any, you know, at any level, um, you know, it's like it's one of those things. Once you start it up, you it's fun, it's easy, and it's fun to do, and you're having fun because you're doing it with people that you have a good time chatting with anyway, hopefully, and. It, you get you it can you can get carried away with it you go on for four hours what are we, what are we joe rogan over here we can't do that <laughs> gotta keep it tight for the commute well and you know if we love your feedback if you feel like you like it longer because our longer episodes creams have been the ones that folks have been listening to the most <laughs> which is blows my mind but if you do like Losers. the long form i mean we can't go over three hours it just is a like a mixler rule that we learned last week or two weeks ago um, true but feel free to send us questions and feedback at raddad1 at gmail.com. <laughs> that's our yeah. that's our uh, our web our website email address uh, there. So so listen, we've been gone for two weeks. It was the holiday season. We did a great kind of Christmas episode before we said goodbye to you guys. But it is 2019. Creams, what did, what did you guys do for New Year's Eve? Oh, uh, I. I played it safe this year. I stayed home and we let our daughters stay up. Uh, we have a three and we have a seven, both female. And, um, they, uh, we, yeah, we let them stay up. It was, it was funny to see the look on their face when, you know, we were talking about it a couple days and it, you know, before it was just like, Hey, uh, new year's Eve, no bedtime. You stay up. All right. Watch the ball <laughs> drop. Talked about Times square, talked about, um, you know, resolutions and, you know, what's your wish for this year? What kind of That's things cool. do you want to do better? Um, they were hilarious. They had a lot of fun. We got, you know, the hats, the beads, we got some noisemakers. Um, Papa went out to the Kroger's, got himself a nine, a nice, uh, nine ninety nine bottle of champagne. I believe it's pronounced. It is. That uh, is perfect pronunciation. It's a bubbly. It's a very, um, it's a very carbonated white wine. It's very nice. Um, so me and Mama had some drinks. Uh, kids ran around like s complete psychopaths. Um, we played some board games. We played the shark game that you actually. Oh yeah, how'd that go for Christmas? Oh, it was fun. Uh, Did Lydia? It's. it's, it's oh, I would I'm say sorry. it's not. Darcy. I would say it's not Darcy fun May. if you don't like if you don't like the the scream of little girls because they it was a lot of screaming. Um, and I found that my hearing is getting more and more sensitive to these sorts of frequencies as I. As I get older in my years, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. They, I, I, I took some photos and some vids of that. I'll, I'll send them your way. Um, yeah, it's basically gone fishing. That classic game where you put a oh, fishing yeah. pole in the mouths of, yeah, different fish. And but, but with the added challenge of, um, anytime you remove a fish, uh, the, the whole board game it has this thing that you kind of like lock down before the game start before the game starts and uh yeah it's just shark it's like a shark face oh, shark God. jaws that will spring up randomly and uh take your fish and bite your hand it's it's fun that's hilarious. um uh, the, one of the warnings on the package was you know keep in mind that like your children shouldn't put their face anywhere near the <laughs> board game <laughs> that was written for your children i know i just pictured yeah one of them getting getting bit in the face um so so we played some games we had some uh maggie made some some treats some pigs and blankets, some uh, some oh, nice. uh, spinach artichoke. We yeah, we just had the whole spread. That's great. Just a nice classic family uh, throwdown. And my favorite part of the night was right after the ball dropped. 
um, the kids like I, 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 they don't, they never stay up. They're never, they're never up that late. Even the three-year-old, she has her nights where she thinks she can, you know, roll and try to, you know, get out of bed 90 times and stay up and all that. Um, even, even the worst, worst case scenario on a situation like that, it's, you know, 1030, right? right? 10 o'clock. She's then, and then, and then you can get her to bed. Um, so midnight, you know, midnight plus that was, uh, that was a new experience for both of them. So it was really interesting to see, uh, like psychosis, like set in, like <laughs> their minds actually started to break down. Um, there was a moment that was hilarious. It was right after the ball dropped and you, they started to hear fireworks outside just in the neighborhood and, and whatnot. And <laughs> the seven year old went over and she's at the, she's at the window and she's looking. She said, Dad, I, I hear fireworks. I hear fireworks. And then she looked at me. She's like, but but I can't see them. And she just like <laughs> broke down and got like real emotional about hearing them but not being able to see the fireworks. And she fell apart. Um, and then the three-year-old looked at her and, and she was like, oh, the older one's crying. And so she started crying. Of course. And they both – yeah, they both were just an emotional mess. Um and uh, that was our cue, like, okay, let's uh, brush some teeth and get Ten, your asses to bed. Nine, yeah, eight. They just, they just lost. They no, they made it the whole way, but it was uh, they just lost their minds. Like yeah. they became very volatile. <laughs> oh man! So that well, was fun to witness. Like, oh, this is sleep deprivation for a young mind. This is what happens. <laughs> and now they won't be good at math. <laughs> yeah, it was all worth it. Yeah. We had a real simple one. We just had uh, our good friends, Golden Bear drink. If you're still following the drinking game rules, and uh, Ka- Catherine Flegel, they came over, and we uh... boo boo. <laughs> I don't like Flegel. Uh, Golden Bear is where it's at. We we played board games. We played this cool. Uh, it was a choose your own adventure. Literally, that's what it was called. Choose your own adventure board game. Um, which at first I thought could be super lame, but we got kind of into it. Like it's a little like D and D light. Like you are rolling dice and overcoming challenges and making decisions as a team. And is there like a dungeon master in this game? Uh, no, well, yeah, you, yeah, each, uh, each time there's a, what's called a story card, which kind of reads the next couple pages of the story. And then of course ends in a choice. Okay. Um, they kind of are the game master for that particular area of wherever you are but it was really fun like uh it was called house of danger and we we played through chapter one and uh i was really surprised at how kind of we kind of geeked out we kind of got into it so um i didn't really expect that and then uh we do a thing because the title of the game it's called choose your own adventure house of danger okay um and it's made by the choose your own adventure like uh book series people so okay kind of cool dude i loved those books back in the day i would uh, find myself in real trouble when it was time for a book report though because the teacher (laughs) would scream at you like no you have to read every every possible is that uh, what she said that's fucked up yeah yeah and i was like and then i felt like i'm you know like i'm i'm omnipresent or something at the end of the book i'm like i know all these different (laughs) paths your entire multiverse story is to be read yeah i wanted to write the book report on the four page you fucked up the first decision and you died. Yeah, story. Bigfoot hit yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, you went a, into a the train, cave. A train crushes your body. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. Um, she wasn't having it. Well, Miss you, Miss Doug. Love you. It's pretty fun. If you see, I, I got it at Target, so if you guys see it out there, uh, let me know what you think of it. Uh, and then we, we do a cool thing. We started this last year 
um, cause our kids go to bed pretty early. We talked about this before, like Ripley Jane, uh, seven is a late night for her. So you she, use your kids names on the podcast, but it's go okay. on. It's okay. Um, but she, uh, she stayed up till, um, I guess about seven o'clock. But what we do is on YouTube, you can find live streams of wherever new year's is happening on the, on the prime meridian on the timeline and so we watched uh, uh, Glasgow. We watched, uh, I think, uh, 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 part of Belgium, Belgium and Germany there. Yeah, it's we saw cool. a little bit of Paraguay. Paraguay, but Paraguay. it's cool. And then we uh, <laughs> we we watched. And then of course, oddly, when we were watching the Paraguay ball dropping, uh, there was a lot of party goers, a lot of revelers down on the scene. And uh, when we were watching that, yeah, it was in Paraguay. We saw a. Uh, we saw a pair of gays. Oh, well. Yeah, just dancing and having today, rainbows. This is their and, year. This is their yep. year. Um, did you see there's this is another, I'm not going to take too big of a sidestep, but there's a lot of controversy. Apparently on the New Year's Eve, Carson Daly live ball dropping, there was a couple that people think was getting it on in the crowd. Oh, fun. Um, right when the ball was coming down. So there's all this fun Reddit chatter about whether or not they, they were or not. So check That's that out funny. for your enjoyment. Um, and then we watched a really lame. So we so my brother was in Chicago. So we watched a Chicago New Year's Eve, which was weird. It was like done by local news. So <laughs> they, had, they had clearly been drinking too much. It was just really awkward. And then the, the Colorado one was literally a live stream just out a news window of fireworks. <laughs> So okay. good, good on you, Denver. All everyone else was partying except for the weird webmaster that had to set up the camera. Weird <laughs> to capture. So, so did you watch any of the Times Square stuff? We watched like the probably fifteen minutes leading up okay. to the the ball drop. Um, we we because we were hanging out with the kids and just kind of hang, you know, playing games and just sitting around the living room and whatever. Um, we watched like probably a good a good bit of it, you know, it's like fun, maybe, a good, I think. maybe a good hour up to it. But I, I just want to point out a few things. Um, like I think that might be the worst place to be on new year's mm-hmm. Eve. Um, they, mm-hmm. they don't allow them to drink. And once they're in, they can't leave. And so I heard, uh, tales of people that would bring like diapers. They would wear like adult diapers and like mm-hmm. piss themselves. And I've stuff. heard about that too. You heard about this? Yeah. And so, like, anytime they cut to another camera, obviously there's a light on the camera letting anyone, I guess, in front of it know, hey, this is broadcasting right now. Mm-hmm. And so you would see a bunch of, like, sad – it was raining in New York, right? It was, and it was cold. cold and miserable. Yeah. yeah. And and no umbrellas were allowed uh, because of security. I mean, basically, um, if you're at Times Square New, Year, New Year's Eve to watch the ball drop, you are at the number one – uh, like terrorist target probably on the planet at that at that moment right uh-huh. we can agree uh-huh. okay so 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 you're hanging out at this terrorist target you can't drink and you have to like get there at like 6 p.m or something like uh, that and no they- i'm sure no 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 i bet you have to get there we were talking about this about i would say 10 in the morning if you want to have okay. a good spot even worse even worse all right so you're there you're there all day you can't leave your spot and you can't drink and this is supposed to be fun. People want to go do this. This sounds horrible. And and then oh, so it's what I was saying the about the cameras, I know. But it's like it's kind of it's not it's not genuine at all. Like it's everyone makes it seem like this party. 
and you can see it in the people's face because they'll they'll switch cameras right and everyone's just like sitting there looking miserable and then they notice the camera comes on and then they ah, all start dancing yeah. and like happy that's day, awkward yeah. that's it so, is so weird, weird. <laughs> and they all have uh, they all have all these like um like cat in the hat planet fitness hats on that make them look like total assholes i know they're all the same color yeah yeah that. i would never want to be there that sounds horrible there's a book um and we'll talk about this later but one of my resolutions is to to read more books at um specifically comic books so we'll talk about that later creams but because i definitely want your recommendations but uh um there's this book called monster island and it takes place the zombie outbreak takes place at that at the new year's eve celebration in new york city it's pretty cool nice um nice. cool uh, and, and then uh any games any what what games you've been playing a lot of folks have a little bit more time um Ooh, boy in the, in the kind of christmas break period a time to kind of maybe catch up on some backlog games or things Hell that you've yeah. been looking no. at what have you been what have you been playing man all right two i want i have two games that i want to geek about um besides Besides Red Dead Redemption, I got I did get a little bit of Red Dead time in, but um, I I pulled the trigger on Battlefield Five. Um, nice. I, we played we played the hell out of Battlefield One. This is EA. This is Dice on the Frostbite engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the feeling of this game online. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I get killed sometimes as soon as I spawn? Sure, it's a shooter. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write a blog about it. I'm not gonna bitch about pretty oh, realistic dude, shooter too. There's no health packs. Like you're dead. Dude, yeah, they man, they really upped it. And you know, you know personally how much I like playing medic class. So yep. medic class just got valued way higher than uh, the Battlefield One game or previous Battlefield. Did games. they though? Because now everyone so. has the, some medical abilities. Yeah, but dude, the, at the rate that a medic uh, can revive a person, it is like it is half faster. The time. Yeah, it's you're way right. Faster, and you have med packs to throw out at people. And when you're in a you world where you can a lot faster now too. Yeah, and every so basically every character in Battlefield Five can heal themselves, but you only get one med pack unless there's unless you pick up more uh, med packs at like a a little you know station or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I I personally feel like there has been a handful of games where I have turned the tide of the scoreboard, right? Like I have I personally me and my squad have changed the game, changed the outcome, win win or loss because I was reviving people right up at the front line not just people in my squad but uh, also like just other squads mm-hmm. oh i saw you went down i i get out my um uh the default uh gadget for the medic class is the smoke grenade launcher yep so you fire a smoke That's grenade on perfect. the downed person you run up you have total cover and and now they're back in the fight and they don't have to respawn either on their buddy who might be in combat and they can't respond on or back at you know the uh, like starting base area, uh, I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking yeah, it a lot. I haven't great. touched. Yeah, I haven't touched the um, uh, the campaign missions, the war stories. I'm excited to. But well, well let just... me tell you, that's what I did because uh, I didn't have anyone to play with, and I love the war stories in Battlefield One, and they definitely have taken it up a notch. The length, I th- I, the last war stories were two to three hours. This one was like five probably. Really, I only played the first one, but it's like a film. It's like a little film from start to finish, and blur, uh, the Blur Studios cutscenes are like 
oh my next God. level, man. I mean, they're they're like approaching the uncanny valley on some of these um, character face models and stuff. It's pretty well, cool, especially when you're you you add the environmental aspects of wind and dust, snow and, and leaf yeah, debris. Just, yeah. it, it does fool your brain, especially if you're rocking the 4K HDR setup. It it's a great game. It feels good. Yeah. Me and me and Golden Bear drink. We played um, we've played a couple times now. And we just got killed a lot. <laughs> we just we just died over you and over. Play and with over me, again. You I gotta know. play with you're, me, man. I know. You're a good uh, squad leader. That's what we need. Yeah, I, think. I like to be squad leader. You get, I mean, you get bonus points if you execute orders. At, yeah. At, I mean, so so if you don't have a good squad leader, then you're you're kind of effed. I played it last night for a good two hours, three hours, mm. and what all I did was I put my headset on and then I jumped from squad to squad. And and I couldn't get any squad that was like talking. I uh-huh. needed to like I wanted to talk t- to my crew, you know. And so I jumped around squad to squad until I hit a squad. And I was just going into each squad, which you can do that um, from the start menu, change squads. And I would just hop into each squad and say, you know, hey, who's got who's got a who's got a headset in this group? Anybody? Hello, can you hear me? And if someone were to reply, I would hang in that squad. And then I got to a point where I was playing not just that game or a couple games, but like me and two other dudes, one guy from Texas and another guy from Virginia, we were just like hopping around and we ended up playing the rest of the night together and friending each other. It was cool. And I hadn't done that in a long time in video games. Yeah. That's, you know, typically I just kind of do party chat with whoever I'm playing with and then you don't get to talk to randoms online. But, um, one guy was like, you know, you're, you're really cool, man. Like, no, I haven't played a <laughs> game in a while where someone was just nice. And I was like, oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, like, I'm just trying to win the games. Yeah, I'm not trying to make it. any friends. I just want to win, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. That's awesome, man. Um, I played uh, – it's tough. I mean, I, I played some Red Dead, definitely. I kind of have this routine of where I'll go in and uh, I'll basically hunt load up my horse and then if any of those uh like purple community event type missions pop up i'll do those yeah um so i did a little bit of that we were gone we were out of town for most of the holidays so i didn't get to play as much uh as much video games as i wanted to but uh yeah i did play a little bit of the civilization game on my ipad i saw i, I saw you playing that yeah and then how do you made, like that it made me want to play it on my xbox and i i like it it's very monotonous and um, you have to have kind of played it to really understand it, but there's four ways you can win the game. You can win by economy, culture, world domination, or science, which basically is flying to space. And okay. uh, so you're kind of tweaking your, your, your game style and kind of how you use your resources. It's just like total nerd out. Like there's actually, I, I wanted to say thoughtless there for a second, but it's not like you're really thinking hard about a lot yeah. of the decisions that you're making. Um, like if like on the last game, I was really trying to do um, economic victory, but then other people try to attack you and you have to like change your resources from like setting up your banks and your markets and your economy to like building troops and fending your territories and your city and all this other stuff. It's I don't know. It's kind of fun. I'm sure a lot of you guys out there like it, but if I you've like never played games, it and yeah. you want something that you can just kind of dive into, listen to a podcast or an audio book or good music and just play. Um, it's a good time. Um, any movies, any, any new, any new flicks? You- I have to, t- I have to talk about my other game real quick. Oh. I know I broke the rules. I have two. I'll try to do it quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, you're fine. It's it's available on Xbox and PC. 
Um, it's called Subnautica, and oh, this is an yeah. epic. This is an epics game, and I I just got you know lucky enough that when like I I, I so basically it was a game that was in beta for like three years. It was kind of one of those, and they were kind of tooling it and tweaking it. It was it was playable on PC, but not yet officially released. Um, they released it this year, early this year, and it is a survival adventure game. And um, I, I mean, I am fully charmed by this game. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it other than like, if you like, if you like any kind of survival game, this, I mean, you gotta play this thing. Um, right now, it's on Steam. I think for like eighteen dollars. I don't know what it's going for in the Xbox Store, but whatever it's, whatever they're charging for it is absolutely worth it. Um, at first glance, it seems kind of like Minecraft in the ocean, but with not mine, not Minecraft graphics. Um, and, uh, it just gets deeper and deeper every time no you think you kind of have, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, and pun intended because literally the game, it's, you have to upgrade to explore different depths. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, certain shit is kind of out of, out of reach early in the game just because you haven't, you know, discovered enough blueprints or, um, collected enough resources to to build the tech to like get there. So um, right now in the cool. game, I'm to the point where I'm like full on got the survival shit figured out, and I am uh, approaching the beginning of like building my my base. So you 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 operate out of a uh, an escape pod or like a rescue pod. So basically you're a you're a on a on a spaceship that crashes crashes on this planet, and it's an oceanic planet, and you're just in your life pod for like the first hour, two hours of the game. And then, uh, yeah, you, you, you start to be able to like build your own base. So it's, Oh my God. And so the way I'm playing it, um, there's this service called Nolo that I just found out because I'm into VR. I I own the Oculus go, which as I've described on past uh, podcasts is the, it's the poor man's VR. It's not a rift. It's not a vibe. It's mobile VR. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a PC that's like, decent for gaming but not not anywhere close to where it needs to be for vr gaming like proper vr gaming and so um the service streams pc vr games to your mobile headset and so i've been playing in i've been playing this game entirely in vr so far and it's perfect because your character that you play he's wearing a a scuba mask the whole game right. so it like kind of makes sense that you would have like shit on your face mm-hmm. where you can't see you know 200 degrees field of view you can see you know like 90 degrees right in front of you and and you have this mask on um it, i i mean and then there's also on top of everything i just described there's a story that kind of goes through it oh, you know cool. uh, sounds like get... a no man's land in water a little bit it's no it's no man's sky and water or no man's sky yeah yeah, no man's sky in the ocean, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's, I'll check it's, it out. It's better than that. It is better than that. And if you have any kind of mobile VR headset, or if you have a, an Oculus uh, Rift or an HTC Vive, uh, play it on there because it is it is just super fun to be swimming over. So you're exploring. Okay. You look at your, your oxygen tank, you got 40 seconds left. So you're still good. You're going to go deeper. And then you get to sort of the edge of where do you, where you've explored and you, you know, you're, you get to like a cliff edge and you're like, Oh, okay. 
this this must be like another little drop off or something. And then you swim past that cliff edge and you look down and in VR it's just like wow. Oh. Oh, that goes farther than I can see. This game Wow. Okay, there is more for me to do. Or I was in I was swimming and this happened the last time I played. I was swimming in a cave and I was trying to mine for like uh you know, metal resources, silver, gold, copper, stuff like that. Um, and I, <laughs> out of nowhere, this fish just fucking looks at me, <laughs> a fish I had not scanned and had not like seen yet, a new, a new creature. He, it looks at me and it slowly starts zooming in onto my head and I can't look away from it. Like I mm. physically, I'm turning my head. And so basically the way the controls work are it's, I'm holding an Xbox controller when I play it. Right. Um, but everywhere I look is just where I look. So imagine Halo. Sure. But you could look away from your reticule. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you could look left and right if you wanted to, but yeah. just by gaze movement, gaze, gaze controls. And so this thing, this fish, this weird, like bioluminescent, kind of triangular, whatever fish, just locks onto my head and it starts zooming in closer to my face. And I'm like, oh, this is new. I don't know what to do. And then in my headphones, I hear. Your prime, what is it? It's like your prime directive: swim deeper. And 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 it's like, what is going on? And Whoa. it and then it zooms close to my face. It bites my face, mm. and and then and then backs off. And then when I swim away, the the game changes my um, like, uh, how would I say it? Point my like, uh, yeah, basically my point of view or my balance on the world. So like everything's kind of sideways. And like if you saw me sitting in a chair, it's like I might have to like put my chin to my chest and like look down to like look mm -hmm. up or something like mm -hmm. it totally fucks with your controls and so i swim the fuck out of that cave swim away and and then i look at my log and i look at that fish and it's called like the um oh shit i don't know some some basically the fish's power is that it's it, oh it's called the mesmer so it mesmerizes its prey. Mm -hmm. That's its hunting technique. Oh, and so I know a few the voice I heard, yeah, the voice <laughs> I heard was like it telling me in my mind, like swim down and kill yourself so that we can eat you. you oh know? my God. And that was the first <laughs> encounter I had with that fish. The rest of the other fishes, it was like, okay, you swim fast. I got to catch you. There's a stalker. It's like the size of a shark. It can fuck me up. But if I stay away from it, it's all right. And you know, like everything right. else was pretty like, okay, I think I got this game figured out. And then out of nowhere, this happens in a cave and I'm like, and I'm still only scratching the surface of this game. I'll wrap it up. Subnautica. It's it's on Xbox. It's on PC. Fucking play this game. Super fun. Awesome, man. I uh, we we watched uh, I watched Bird Box on Netflix. Ooh. I'm not gonna talk about it because I know it's like a lot of uh pretty high spoilers. But I will say this: if you've seen Quiet Place and you think this is gonna be like Quiet Place, because the whole idea of Bird Box is the characters can't they can't see they can't use their eyes. Um, yeah. Because the threat, if they see the threat, um, then awful things happen. And so uh, you're like, at first I was like, oh, this is just a knockoff of Quiet Place. But I will say, this is the Shark Johnson recommendation, it's better than Quiet Place. So if, Agree. You, if you have not seen Bird Box, check it out. Sandra Bullock still has got the chops. She's, John uh, Malkovich, uh, that cute John guy Malkovich from Predator. Is, 
And then the uh, the uh, uh, the Get or Out dude, the Get Out comic relief guy was in there too. <laughs> yeah, TSA guy. Yeah, dude, that movie is so good. I really good. enjoyed that. Maggie was like in full tears after we watched that thing. It's a tough one if you have kids. So that yeah, would be. Yeah, I was a, gonna say it's a rad dad a recommendation. Parent, <laughs> yeah, if you're a parent, that's one thing. But then if you're a mother, oh boy, bring some tissues. Yeah, Lori couldn't do it. No way. If you're a rad mom, you're ready. A rad, a, a rad dame, a rad. Yeah. I can't think of an R word for ladies. Um, and then we watched, uh, we watched a lot of stuff. It's the holidays, but uh, we watched this movie today called The Vault. Okay. Which, let me give you the premise. Um, it's James Franco, heist bank robbery movie, but the vault at the bottom of the bank is haunted. Ooh. It's a little mashup of genres, genres. And uh, sounds awesome. Sounds like a hard movie to screw up. They totally fucked it up. It's awful. <laughs> I would don't recommend watching. Oh, okay. It. <laughs> it's weird. You're wasting all of our time on it. Yeah, I'm wasting your time on it. Well, um, it's a PSA, if you will. A movie I finally caught up with, which I, I had heard good things, and it's a Spike Lee joint. Oh, you saw it. I have. I tried to get Lori it's, to watch it. It's called um, yeah, the Black Klansman. Yeah, the Black Klansman. You got to watch this. It's very good. I can't believe that actually happened. Yeah, based on a true story ish. I mean, they definitely kind of movieify it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. They change the timeline a little bit. They make it early 70s versus, I think, mid to later 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could kind of line it up with some uh, black exploitation films, which sure. Spike Lee was a fan of and kind of uh, informed his sort of style of filmmaking as he as he got started and when he was in film school um uh who's who's the guy who's who's the best actor in the world what's his name denzel washington it's his son that plays the main character oh shit yeah it's good you gotta see it adam driver i don't know about you but i'm a big old adam driver fan too man kylo ren i feel like there are people that uh love adam driver and there are people that hate adam driver i would argue that is it that's the same for Everyone There's no one there. in between. There's no one in between. <laughs> he I've never uh, brought up Adam Driver, and somebody would be like, "Yeah, he's all right." <laughs> it's always like, "No, fuck that guy." Or, really? I think yeah. he's all right. No, I'm like on board though. That I'm new like, Jedi movie. I mean, despite all its shortcomings, like he was one of the better parts of that entire film, The Last Jedi. He, he makes the role interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Black awesome. Lands. Really, Black yeah. Landsman. Really liked it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's get into the news. Um, so, by popular de- popular request, popular demand, we're gonna throw a little uh, little music in the background here. Um, Ooh. Let us know if it's uh, in chat if it's a little too loud or anything. But uh, it seems like some folks like that. So we're gonna set the mood with some Gene Autry. Get it. There we go. All right, so in the news, um, again, not a lot going on, but I did want to talk about this cool thing that Kotaku did. Um, they did a review of all the bars in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> the amount of free time some men have. Well, insane. got to write about something, you know? Uh, so I know, you know, playing the game, single player especially, we visited a few saloons. Is there one that jumps out to you as one that, for whatever reason, was especially awesome? Like, charming, uh, um, good atmosphere? I, I would say that when I, when I first arrived to St. Denis, a.k.a. Saint-Denis, I, uh, I just enjoyed the idea of, oh, this is like a 
like a nice dressed up establishment. I can get a, I can get a steak here. I can get a seat at a table. Everything. There's not a bunch of, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. creepy looking dead-eyed trappers around me and other other random, you know, cowboys. I I I, I liked that one. Or that was the, one of the early ones that struck me. That was like, oh, this is different. This is a cool place. I guess that's mine. Okay. Um, what about you? Do I you like the favorite? rougher places. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like the ones where it feels. I don't know. I was a big fan of uh, Deadwood, the the HBO show that was out in the early 2000s, and um, I just always kind of like that feeling of a bar where anything can happen. You have to kind of hold your own a little bit, but at the same yeah. time, have a good time, <laughs> have fun. Yeah. And I've lived in a few places with bars not too different from the ones that we see in Red Dead Redemption. Leadville, Colorado is full of just the modern day equivalent of a wild west bar i mean one of them is a wild west saloon and you could find a bullet hole from doc holiday himself you know so i that's cool i feel like i i don't know i feel like i have a good affinity for wild west saloons the one that jumps out to me that i really like in the game um is i like in tumbleweed um i believe it's in no 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 i'm sorry it's armadillo um, <laughs> I like it for a couple reasons. I like it because it looks exactly the same as it did in Red Dead 1. Um, but I also like it because um, there's a bit of the cholera going around. <laughs> so everyone's either sick or drunk when you go in there. And oh, no. uh, and the piano is still playing music. The piano is still playing <laughs> music. So, But according it. to Kotaku, uh, the best bar in the game, and they did a few different kind of they, they were looking at the amenities and activities. So what can you do there? And uh, what can you... I think they're kind of more so looking at it from a gameplay perspective. So okay. at a lot of the bars in Red Dead, you can get a meal served to you. And you get different health perks from those meals. Um, so for example, for example, the bar you mentioned in Saint-Denis, they serve a prime rib meal that just completely fills your course if you buy it I, for, I forget how much it costs probably 10 bucks or something like that okay um, so that's kind of the criteria that they used to rate it on and the number one bar according to Kotaku in Red Dead Redemption 2 is the Rhodes Parlor House in Rhodes, Rhodes Parlor House which okay. is that's right where you're at in the game John in chapter 2 okay um, and it's also it's a lot in chapter 3 as well too um, and do you remember that bar particularly? I don't. Well, it's the one that's kind of got like a uh, kind of a country club feel to it. Like it's got like a it's very nice. Like it's very clean. Um, kind of feels like uh, the upper deck of the Titanic. Like it's a the the nicer aristocratic population kind of hangs out okay. there. Um, cool. It's got you set, got money if you're in there. Yeah, it's, everything roads. is definitely yeah. a little more expensive. It's got kind of a Victorian architecture and style um design okay. if you will um i don't like it though it doesn't feel like a wild west bar to me it feels like a like i said a country club it feels like the type of place at a golf course or I okay don't know, something like that but um yeah that was, that was their a, one. Did they say why or what what yeah what, so they they broke it down or? into those three categories um you know they said uh you know that the it's less likely to have like riffraff type characters there that you get a, a good greeting every time you enter um it has a very <laughs> they nice, almost reviewed it like a real establishment yeah, yeah, yeah. you get the the high Yelp review 
the high ceiling and commanding staircase given an air of grandeur. <laughs> uh, there's balconies. There's food and drink. You can get uh, cracked wheat and milk. <laughs> um, and then there's, a, of course, it's always good when you can find a bar where you can get your hair cut and take a bath uh, and uh, play some games. So it has all that stuff there, too. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So I thought that was a, an interesting story. Um, here's the next one. There's rumors. Ooh. Um, and I, it's one, it's, it's one of those, like, I don't know if this would actually qualify as a rumor. It's when the internet just yells that they want stuff. What's um, the source? What's your source? That's how you know. Well, it's, if it's just some asshole on Reddit, it's a rumor. If it came from an, uh, you know, an established, uh, this is definitely not from a rock star connected source. This is just okay. internet in general. Um, okay. but there's some chatter about, uh, the likelihood of DLC, single-player DLC, um, that would revolve around uh, characters of the game. So maybe you're not playing as Arthur Morgan, but you'd be playing as a different character. Um, and I'm being careful to not spoil, because I know you haven't played too much in the in, um, into the game yet still, John. But uh, is there a particular character that you feel would be a spin-off worth playing? Like, yeah, you could dive deeper into that particular character. You could... Um, you know, you could see getting a, a good five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours worth of additional gameplay out of them. Um, um, maybe, maybe I go Jack Marston. Oh, little boy Jack. Little boy Jack. Um, wouldn't it be cool to like, maybe some shit goes down and he's out on his own and he's a boy mm. in the Wild West and, you know. He's got he's got a horse or like maybe a mule or something a uh, okay. pony I don't know a pony um, yeah. <laughs> or something I don't know but he's you know and it's and it's like all right the wild west is already dangerous but what if you know you're a, a you're child in the wild west That's right a really and good so maybe theory and maybe you and maybe idea. you don't shoot maybe you don't shoot at all right like maybe you just have like sneaky stealth ways of um, you know handling missions oh, and cool. things like that like so you maybe that steal cool. pickpocket people or yeah um that's cool yeah it, you know you're you're fishing more than you're hunting you're uh i don't know it could be cool yeah i guess I, that's uh, fine I, without much without too much thought but maybe yeah. a, maybe a jack marston story jack that's a really good one well and uh, of course anyone that's played red dead one um you do get to play as jack marston at the very end as the epilogue for red dead redemption one spoiler alert it's an old game you spoiled the first red dead for everyone <laughs> what have you done you're a real piece of shit I for doing say that how, well <laughs> now we know you got to that point Listen, no, you if you haven't played Red Dead 1 dies. and you're listening to a Red Dead 2 podcast, then you need to sack up and figure some shit out. It's a great game, but there's a little teaser for you is that uh, you do, there is some Jack Marston hands-on That was activity. like a surprise chapter of that game too, right? Because you thought like, all right, I just wrapped up my story. And then it kind of like, they kind of segue you over to playing as Jack. It was kind of cool. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool At least Red that's Dead how 2? I remember it. Wouldn't that be cool if Red Dead like 2 did that, Cream? What's that? So wouldn't that be cool if Red Dead 2 did that? Uh, yeah. I mean, something what, like that. You, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> you finished it. You're fucking with me. <laughs> Guys, he's spoiling again. Now he's trying to spoil the current one. I'm with you, listeners. All right? I'm I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm still in Chapter 2. I'm a loser. <laughs> I know Dutch has a plan. That's all I know. <laughs> I have a plan. Uh, my, so my... Uh, 
I, I like Charles, man. I, I like Charles because he's a multifaceted character. So if, for for those that don't remember Charles, he is the, the half black, half Native American, um, very just husky fella that's in the gang. Long, dark hair. He, uh, um, he's, he wants to do hunting missions with you on the side. And he's kind of a good go-to sideman. But uh, I just feel like he has a deeper story because... Um, they do allude to it in the in the campaign about how they're, you know, the the blacks don't want them and the Native Americans don't want them. And that to me is that's a character. That's a, that, a man. He's a man without a tribe. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well said, dude. That should be the tagline. But um, he's also like an expert hunter and tracker. So I feel like you could get some additional red eye abilities that would allow you to like, you know, take your tracking and hunting and uh, some of your stealthier type stuff up to a whole nother level. Um, and then they also talk about how Indian he was powers. like a, a prize fighter too. So maybe there could be like a, similar to some of the Assassin's Creed games where you, or even Witcher, where you like uh, get into fighting rings and fighting guilds and things like that. So oh, my, cool. my vote would be for Charles. Um, for those listening on Mixler, uh, let us know what you think, man. What would be a good spinoff character if you were to get a DLC for one character? Um, I, you know, my second pick would be Sadie Adler. I love her. Um, and I won't say too much more about that cream because there's a lot about her that you're going to get to learn through the game. But um, I just think that would be awesome, too, just to have. Yeah, I haven't actually bumped into her yet. I know she's like a big component of the game, but is that chapter three? That no, you have. You, rescu- you rescued her from the O'Driscolls in chapter one in the snow missions. Oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. But there's just a lot more that comes from her character. And it's kind of a fun, fun uh, p- possibility of a DLC, I guess. Awesome, He's got man. tight little ass too. I mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean, yeah, the characters and the writing of the development. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome, bud. Well, I have. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. I did some research. I got Uh-oh. our first our first research <laughs> port, port, portion of the podcast. Um, I I was curious, just playing a historical kind of a, you know a, a game that just is rife with American history and Wild West history. I was starting to think about different game types um, that we see come up over and over again. And, you know, of course, right now, the, the flavor of the month is Battle Royale game types. And I wanted to know if there was any historical significance or origins to some of these game types. So I picked four that I think are found in, um, in most common in, in games, at least, that you and I play creams. Okay. And I was going to share with you, bud, just some some of the kind of fun information that I, I learned about them. So, yeah, let's hear it. Let's start with, uh, well, how about this? I said four. Why don't you tell me what you think is one of them? CTF. All right, we'll do Capture the Flag. Um, so, oddball? Whoa, 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 one at a time, my friend. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Capture the Flag, um, um, they, it goes back, they think, as far as the middle medieval eras. Um, and that was when there was less organized um, military. So, like, if you were a court, or a, I'm sorry, a count, that means you owned a lot of land. You may have had a castle, and you may have had conflicts with other counts or lords in the area. And you may, and you may drink and blood may, from people's necks. And you may have their wives burned and hung in front of the village square. You know that. Kind you're really of good at, <laughs> really good at summing up numbers in a sequential order. Oh, I get it. You're doing a vampire doing, thing. Sure. And and 
and the count from Sesame Street. He was excellent at coming up with, you know, lar- large numbers. He could get all the way. Oh my God. Twenty. He's got it. He's. I should shut up and let so you he's good your segments. He's good in short doses. But me and Ripley watched a Halloween special with him, and he was the guy, the main dude, and yeah. he was a little too much. He's, like he's ah, no ah, Elmo. Ah, ah. You know what I mean? One. Ah yeah. ah. Ah. He's he's no Elmo. He's no uh, he's no Bert Nerdy. Let's let's well, that's fair. He's also undead and a Muppet. That's a it's true. That's a hell it's of kind a of handout concept. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, I heard I heard he's way into fisting. I don't know if you saw. Oh this. yeah, they all are. <laughs> they're all way into fisting. Um, <laughs> put a hand up that up that ass, yeah. and they're they're happy. <laughs> so anyway, medieval counts, um, lords, um, they would, to show that they had taken over the, the rival territory, they had to present the flag. So they had to steal their flag. Um, in some cases, they had to turn it upside down, um, which is kind of interesting. That meant that the, that, you know, it, it was theirs or it was up for grabs. So that's kind of the, the first instance of capture the flag I found. The more popular one was in the civil war, um, where they would, to show the general that an area was cleared, they would bring back the battle flag of the uh, the battalion that they had just defeated. That's pretty cool. Like, hey, proof positive. They're they're all dead or surrendered. Like, we got their shit. Right. It's also uh, famous, made famous in a um, if you remember the Parent Trap films um, <laughs> with Haley yeah. Mills. Um, Let's get together. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Say? We'll Gonna have, have a, a good old time. time. <laughs> yeah. Let's get together. Put a beat on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a good song. So they played it in that game, too. But And, I'm again, I'm a camp director, so it's funny. I don't play Capture the Flag at camp as much as often as much as much people might think I do, but I like to do capture, like, random stuff. So I've done, like, capture the mattress before, where you just take a mattress <laughs> And put it out there, <laughs> but that takes some it, teamwork. It forces You're talking the kids. Queen, twin. What do it's you got? A, it's a solid vinyl twin. Okay. And, vinyl uh, twin. Yeah, it forces the kids to work together. Yeah. Um, I've seen people. Well, we used to do like capture the watermelon in swimming pools, where each team had a watermelon, and you'd grease it up. You have to get it yeah. to the other side. So it's kind of racist, but I, I like it. Yeah. Anyway, capture the flag. What's another game type? <laughs> do you think that I researched? Um. <laughs> Uh, so whatever your ver- or whatever you would call like um, like what? All right. Uh, so like what's like conquest in in battlefield or like territories? Or like, yeah, territories. Yeah, yeah. So I did look that one up. Um, which that one's probably Halo, most because Halo has a mode territories. It's like three or four on a map. That yeah. Like hold, hold these and then defend yeah, them. Yeah, I think that goes back to like Halo Two, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a that's a very obvious military um, origin, um, but the most concrete example of it was Winston Churchill used to have one of those battle maps that he um, would literally use to show the different territories that needed to be conquered, and it was like his battle strategy. And from that, the game Risk was born back in the 1940s. Oh, okay. So Risk was kind of a spinoff of that because Winston Churchill was famously known as this master military strategist. And so um, the game Risk, and that is what Risk is. It's all about capturing and holding territories. And then from there, um, you know, you have a lot of battle, or a lot of uh, games use that, but Battlefield and Battlefront are probably the most popular games that use that style of game as their primary modus operandi. So, getting to a point, 
capturing a flag um, and then putting your flag there to replace it and then, um, you know, defensively and offensively uh, holding that spot on the map. Right, because you might cap it, but it's like you got to still hang out because they're not leaving yet. They, right. they want it back, you know what I mean? So it's like, do we move on to the next uh, territory or do we do we hang and, right. <laughs> and, make, and make sure this stays ours for a little while, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, two left. Um, oddball? So oddball or assault type, I didn't... There, There's not a lot about that, but there were some references to, like, secret ops where bombs were being placed into places and things like that, but nothing really substantial, so... Okay. Um, Battle Royale, I mean, you already mentioned... Yeah, so let's... Battle Royale actually was one Did of the you more... say Royal or Royale? You say Royale. Royale with cheese. Yeah. La Big Mac. That was one of the more interesting ones, I thought. So the furthest point back I could find it referenced was... Player um, Unknown's Battleground. Yeah. Two years ago. 2015. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> um, no, it was going back to, like, Samurai Warriors and... I feel like after just a little bit of research, I want to learn a whole lot more about Samurai, but they had a lot of really unique uh, uh, honor-driven practices. So if if you were in charge, it was, it was known that that was the best man. Um, and so there would be times where um, what would essentially happen was they would battle uh, when, when it was too close to call as who should be the leader of a particular warrior. They would break into what's called a, a Ronin-style battle royale. A Ronin means a samurai on his own. Um, and any of you Japanese... Samurai without a master. Yeah. 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 So, so I know a lot of folks are way into Japanese culture, so I'm, I apologize if I'm... No, you're talking about like some art of war it. shit. Yeah. And so they Sun would gather... Suit. They would... They would risk being out of the, um, you know, the, I guess the troop. I don't know what you would call a group of samurai, um, but out of the, uh, the clan, if you will. And then they would battle in a in a last man standing style um, battle royale. And the person that would win would become the top dude. The only flaw I see with this is that means everyone that just fell in battle were your top warrior people. So I feel like that would not be the best long-term strategy to like maintain a, a strong army. Um, but it seemed like it was a very rare thing, and the times it did happen was like legendary, and it was written about and sung about, and poems were written, and, and art was painted. and um, So it wasn't an all-the-time thing. It was a very rare thing. Right. Um, and then um, I guess the more common one was going back to our medieval period, uh, cockfighting was a big deal and, uh, everyone had their best cock and, uh, they would put cock. the, they would put the cocks in and, um, the people that would back the cocks would be, um, um, typically people of royalty. And when it was a okay. very high, um, like high end game, um, and it would be only, um, members of royalties. Um, chickens that would be fighting they would call it the battle royale because it was represented and funded by royalty um that was where the at least the name came from and then the last chicken standing would win there were some rumors but nothing like super again concrete that this was also done with like men um anyone that's a fan of uh, Django. Um, they talk about the Mandingo fights in that, and Mandingo were essentially a four-slave underground fighting ring, and there was mention that there were battle royale, like last man standing, where there would be like four slaves in a ring, 
and the last man standing would get a huge reward. Um, well, maybe that's where WWE got their, you know, hell in a cell or their, uh, you know, their WrestleMania where they would have, you know, 20 wrestlers out on the mat. And I I guess, I mean, there's so many, uh, so many different, uh, things you could, well, I know, I know Carl's on, but then that was actually a good segue was wrestling really took it to pop culture. So back in the eighties was when the, I believe, uh, the first big battle Royale style, uh, match. And that was kind of everyone in the ring at the same time. And again, if you stayed in the ring, um, you were the winner and the goal was to throw everyone out or to, I guess, injure them to the point where they couldn't compete anymore. Yeah, I think they had to hit the ground or yeah, or something just be like thrown that. out of the mat. Yeah, yeah. I there remember some there ridiculous were where, moments. Yeah, yeah, where like they're hanging on. Yeah, like there's and... lava or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. So that's battle royale. What do you, what do you think is the last one I got for you? Um, I don't know. Just yeah, I don't. I don't know. What do you got? I don't know. King of the hill. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> King of the Hill. King of the Hill. So um, that's, again, that's another clear and obvious military strategy. Roman, unit. I would say, like, Roman background or, like. Yeah. So I found in Scotland that was Spartans a very popular because they fought a lot with long swords and spears. So having the high ground was a huge military advantage. Um, that's always the advantage. Yeah. Get that high ground. Yeah. So that was one of the first examples of that. There used to be this fun game that the kids would play called Tom Tiddler. Tom Tiddler. And Tom Tiddler was uh, whoever was on top of the the heap of rocks. And uh, the kids would literally beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you and uh, me and Jordan Shaquille and you used to do that in like snow piles and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a real dick about it. Well, you got to get into character. there's also a king of the king of the hill style wrestling match um um which i'm actually not super familiar with so again carl feel free to chime in if you have any that's yeah that's a that's fine reporting i like all of that yeah yeah thanks and if again if i missed it and what's funny i think the through line is that they all come from you know military uh or some sort of you know yeah military necessity kind of need like almost like a training component um and uh and that makes sense because the games we play that those are the modes um i mean i can't think of a better way as far as problem solving and strategy goes to sort of test your mind and exercise your uh your 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 strategy and 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 stuff like that you're like your skills it's 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 fun to do i mean i if if you lose if you lose a video game and I mean sometimes people get pissed and they say oh I just had a shitty squad or oh I just had you know my I don't know I'm, my my aim is off the, it's like no you you made poor choices that's why yeah. you lost that game you know yeah um, but, but yeah, I love ob- I'm a cool. I love objective games I know you're you lean a little bit more on the Slayer side of things but I love when there's, there's an a... objective that's an objective game kill, kill everyone people. on the other team <laughs> yeah but I do like when there's a another uh, more underlying complex strategy to games. Sure. I, I tend to oh yeah rise to the occasion on that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. 
get that back flank and just sneak in there. No one's going to see me. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I hide behind a hail of bay and uh, battlefield five. And they're like looking around for me. Like, why is our, you just why said, is this con you just said a hail of bay. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my hay bale. Yeah. I hide behind a... A hail of bay is when uh, uh, all your ex-girlfriends are caught in a sudden they winter all, storm. They all come down at once. <laughs> a bale of hay yes. is what I meant to say. Yeah. But yeah, I'll just hide. And then they're like, you know, why is our why is our uh, area being contested? Like where, you know, it's fun to watch them look around. And then they find me and kill me. But I, I held them up for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, moving hay, on, we have... Our top three of the night. Top, 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 top three. Top three. Top three. Um, our top three this What's evening. What's our top three this list? What is it? Well, it being January uh, 2nd, as we are recording this podcast. The new gonna, year. We're going to discuss our top three games that you are most looking forward to in the year 2019. Um, and this is tricky because, you know, there's there can be rumors and there can be uh there can be some concrete releases so i just for mine i went off of probably they'll probably come out in 2019 okay uh, which means i left halo and infinite out of the mix because i it's probably not going to come out in 2019 it would have been announced. i would say i would say it's likely not to come out this yeah. year so i left that one off the list but um yeah i went with confirmed on mine okay good but I'll, I'll throw in a probably. I had a tough time. There's a lot well. of good shit coming out. Um, I mean. Should I start? Should you start? Should I start? Should you start? What? Who well, should start? Well, here, let me. I'm going to just do a flyby and just, just some of the stuff that there's a lot coming out, of course. But, I mean, Far Cry New Dawn, Mortal Kombat, Wolfenstein. An, uh, there's a, supposed to be a new Mortal Kombat? A, Mortal Kombat 11 was announced at the Game Awards. Let's um, go. And I'm the trailer is sick. Um, uh, yeah, 10 is awesome. So I'm I'm way down for that. Wolfenstein Youngblood, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's an EA uh, story-based like campaign-style game. No, that's supposed to be like the big RPG, isn't it? Oh, is it? I don't know. It's I don't know. And then this What you uh, call it? Star Wars what? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's another big one coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's I think that's supposed to be the RPG. This uh this Humankind Odyssey looks interesting. Respawn. With the okay. with the you get to play as a Homo habilis like Neanderthal style um, proto humans and kind of work your way up evolutionary to and you're gay and you're and you're totally Homo erotic what you call it? Homo sex what what's the what you what term did you use I homo. said Homo habilis Homo so you're gay and you want a house oh I think that's what that means you gay did house. study Latin. I did. I took Latin. You old codger. So those are just some of the ones that I saw um, on, on the radar. Since <laughs> I, why don't you share your number three for me there, Krems? I want to. Or do you want me to start? I don't want to start with my number three. I want to go. One. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. I'll do my number three. Do Metro you know? Exodus is a shooter Ooh. that's coming out this year. That was uh, looked really cool at E3 like two years ago. Okay. Metro. Did, did you play any of the other, any of the other games? No, but this one looked like it was uh, doing some new shit with uh, the genre. Um, first person shooter. Who's the developer? 
four A games. Okay. They seem they seem tight. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The I remember seeing the trailer and being like, kind of geeked on, on some of the uh, some of the stuff that was going on in gameplay. It looks cool. Wow. Um. Yeah, I have not played those games, but they keep showing up on like gold and deals and things like that. I think some of them are on the Game Pass, so I might check it out. I picked for my number three, Crackdown Three. Boo. Boo. Um, I, like I said in our predictions or for Game Awards, I have high hopes, high hopes for Crackdown Three, and I had a ton of fun. I had a ton of fun playing the other two, and the one thing this game does that I don't think I've uh, people will correct me if I'm wrong, but I personally have not seen as uh, done as well is that instant, excuse me, that instant upgrade feeling. That instant feeling of like you are better. You just leveled up. Yeah. Your armor's different. Your character size is different. Your yeah. wheels on your car look sick. You're jumping over they, buildings. Yeah, I think they definitely put it to a new level. And as far as just upgrading your character, it's like sometimes in games you're like, okay, I upgraded, so now I can double jump. This game's like, oh no, now you can, you know, hit Wall new run. heights when you jump. Yeah, jump to the top of a building or something ridiculous. Yeah. They're fun. I'm, I, I think I played the first one way more than I played the second one. And by the time I played the second one, I was like, "This, I'm just not feeling it anymore." I, I don't. I disagree with the art style for the games. Mm. I don't know. All right, disagree. Well, time it's a dumb will tell. choice. You're wrong. No, time you're wrong. Will tell. What you're was wrong. your number two game? Um. Well, I don't know if it's coming out this year because it's a TBA, you know, and it's uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That one's not coming out this year. It's it's not announced though the date. You know, it could be it could be a holiday. Um, it's I mean it's it's likely that it's 2020, but it's uh, I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's possible. I'd say at this point. Okay, so you think it's more on the likely side than unlikely side? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> um. They have a lot of it. They have a lot on it done. I'm looking at it now. I mean, there, there's no, yeah, there's no definitive. So it says right here, PC Gamer says our guess is that Cyberpunk will release in 2019. I think holiday, you know. All right. It Fiscal does quarter look, four. Did you watch any of that um, that gameplay? Yeah, I did, and it got my dick real hard. It looks fun. It looks like one of those games where it's like going to be surprising, kind of like Red Dead was, or is, mm-hmm. where. You're like, oh, but what if I do this? And I just go the other way. And then there's game developed in that path. You're like, oh, somebody thought of somebody doing this instead of that. And then after that, doing this instead of that. And then after that, doing this instead of that. You know, like from a development standpoint, that sounds like a nightmare, right? Like trying to figure out what a player is going to do and then developing different branches of gameplay oh, gosh. yeah it i mean yeah it's like writing I bet they love it too. movies or something and i don't know well, it looks cool i love it that's what i love so i as a witcher guy um and i still need to finish it but that's part of the reason i love the witcher is that you, well that's your boy that's the same developers CD yeah project red CD yeah. project red so you feel like you feel like no matter what, this is going to happen. But then later you find out, nope, that's unique to your story and the way that you played it. That's a really cool feeling, I think, in a video game. Well, and I think that's when AAA developers nail it right now. And that's where 
I mean, you and I, we played Super Nintendo, Atari, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Sega Genesis, PlayStation, N64. I mean, we, we've seen we've seen it from its inception, basically. Mm-hmm. And so you've always seen the game. You've always seen the the building blocks in any game you were playing. You knew that if you ran over to the edge of a map, there would be an invisible wall. You knew that if you went down to the bottom of, you know, whatever river you're in, some rocks are going to look really shitty when you just, like, tilt the camera and look really close to them. You're going to see a shitload of pixels. Mm-hmm. It, and you, you can always see the game. And I feel like we're approaching an era where it's going to be hard to see the game. It's going to be hard to like, everything is like the graphics are going to get enhanced so much that you're, it's, it's way more immersive. If you can't find a a computer, you know, like the computer's tools and touch and stuff in the environment you're in or in a glitch or in, in dialogue Mm -hmm. or in a character's face. I mean, well, and this one will be first-person shooter, which is going to be that'll already separate it out from Red Dead and from Witcher as well. So yeah, it all takes place first. Uh, first Solid person. number two, man. I I so I put that on my probably not list for 2019. That's why I didn't include it. But solid, solid number two. Yeah. My my number two pick is Anthem. Get it, get it. Iron Man, and Destiny had a baby, and that baby's name is Anthem. And it took after Iron Man way more than it did Destiny. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Full 3D dimensional exploration. You can fly. You can swim. You can get almost anywhere in the game. Um, I just hope it plays like a fun Destiny. That is my one I, apprehension. I, if it I shut it down. I shut Destiny down. Mistakes. I shut it down. I, I, pl- I uninstalled it. I played a lot of that game, and I played a lot of 2. And I'm done with their, uh, their cycle. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have any respect for you if you play Destiny. <laughs> well, some people love, some people like that repetition and that grind, you know, and yes. just those little rewards. But I'm with you. I, um, I gave up on Destiny for all the same reasons, and that would be my biggest fear with Anthem is that they, they started working on it far enough ago where um, they may have copied too much from the Destiny handbook. So we'll see. Yeah, some. Do, I mean, some. Sometimes it's like. Um, for a game to be, you know, uh, a banger, right? Like to just break records and sell a million copies every 30 seconds, it, it has to appeal to a broader audience. And I feel like that's where Destiny suffered because it was it was for the grinders, it was for the Halo fans, it was for the World of Warcraft kids that wanted an online persistent world and yet at the same time it was for none of those groups because it did yeah. it all poorly yeah. like in each individual group no one no one found that as their go-to game yeah. and uh, that's a that's a tall order to, trying to do that you know like hey we want to create a game that our goal is people will be playing this for 10 years and that's a huge uh, goal i almost feel like you yeah. can't even bank on that anymore it just has to happen yeah. organically yeah, and I think they're yeah they're trying to bottle that, and a lot of times it's just kind of like no, set the creators free, who have good ideas, and you know go with an artistic style and build a world that you you know you hope people will like, and uh, if they do, great. If not, back out, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get to our number ones, our listeners have chimed in a little bit, and some of them are being facetious, I'm sure, but. Jordan Shaquille says Ace Combat 7, which I'm pretty sure is already out. 
I'm pretty sure it is too. Yeah, <laughs> Trials Rising. That might actually be a legit one. We did. I we saw did, that. I saw that when I was. We looking did all at go. Stuff we did out. all get on an intense Trials burn last. Dude, last dude, Trials year. is fun. Trials has a. <laughs> trial. I mean, that's that game is fun. Uh, Evolution is out now. There's Fusion. Like you, if you have a an Xbox, hit, hit that store button and and download a Trials game. Yeah. So it's you know dirt bike, um, but Excite bike easy controls. To pick up. Yeah, and then and then everyone hits that wall, and it's different for every player. Where you get to that level, where it's just impossible to beat, and, it, and you uh, try it gets to... impossible. But then at the same time, you've blasted through so many levels, and yeah. you feel like you're better than you really are. So you stubbornly continue to yeah. try to get the stupid bike over that weird hump. Yeah, I had cows. You know, in my you have to like pull back game. and then rocket forward and then accelerate at the right time. You know how to do it, but. How many times have you sat down for, you know, 40 minutes straight and just restart, 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 you know, where you like keep fucking up one little checkpoint <laughs> from it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, so good. We got a... Uh, Shout then, out to Rod Puckett. He was always like the bomb at Was he game. really? He yeah, yeah. Like he, he he did the shit. He did, he did stuff on that little uh, dirt bike that I was like, dude. How are you doing that? I want to watch your hands and watch the screen at the same time, but I can't. <laughs> Fart also put Cuphead 2, which that's definitely not coming out next year. But Boomer. Um, I still need to get through Cuphead 1. It's a, That's another hard-ass game. Yeah. Um, I was talking about Subnautica earlier, and they just... Uh, uh, so Epic basically opened or like started, launched their own uh, store. So it's kind of like Steam or Valve or something like that. And... Uh, they uh, right now if you're if you're listening to this live and you have a, a computer uh, that can kind of run games this this is definitely a light game um, but su- uh, super what is it meat boy super meat oh, boy yeah. just or yeah, yeah just meat boy is free right now on that store so install it uh, plug a yeah meat boy right now yeah free free right now on, on the epic store so install the epic store and then install uh, super meat boy for free uh, plug the Xbox controller in the old uh, the old laptop and have some fun free. Wow, um, love we, free games. Carl in our chat um, is looking forward to ah, Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night, uh, which is a it's like a side-scrolling game. I don't know if that's a. I mean, I I'm pretty sure it'll get released now, but it's a it's still kickstarting, so that'll be a fun one to watch. I don't know much about it, Carl, so. Hit me up with if you've played any of the other versions or what's the key kind of factor. It looks kind of anime heavy ish, side scrolling. It's like, uh, yeah, PC, PlayStation, Switch are the releases for that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he also says, oh, it's Metroidvania, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, that would be, yeah, I haven't played a good one of those in a while. Looks awesome. cool. All right, man. Um, what's your number one? your number one most anticipated well one more honorable mention um besides my number one is uh resident evil 2 is getting re-released with over the shoulder uh third uh third person perspective controls do you remember resident evil 2 on playstation back in the day yeah i remember getting the shit scared out of me when the birds went through the window very very scary the liquors yeah very scary um so i'm looking forward to that but my number one is not a game are you ready? Oh God! Do you know where this is going? Is it I like a, a peripheral? 
Nope. What's your number one game of 20? My number one is the uh, Oculus Quest, which launches in April this year. It's a new it's a new console, basically. It's a new mobile VR platform. It's a step up from what you have? Oh yeah. Big old step up. Here, talk about so, it. I'm gonna grab a beer. All right. I I'm I'm so geeked on this. I am on the hype train ten thousand percent. Um should I be investing in just a proper gaming PC and an Oculus Rift? Yes. HTZ Vive, yes. The uh the Oculus Quest, however, is completely standalone, which is I think um, where VR needs to go for it to be a uh, a popular f- platform or something that people are willing to invest in, buy the hardware, uh, support developers, and um, and and make it a viable market. Um, one of the big uh, um, immersive factors in VR is that you're in this world, and um, there are, you know. Rift owners and uh, Vive owners that have gone on about how as soon as you feel that cord tug on the back of your head or you catch it under your foot as you're spinning around paying, uh, playing a playing a shooter in, in VR, how that instantly pulls you out of the game. Um, so this is another standalone uh, VR headset. Uh, it's, they announced it at OC5 uh, this last, what was that? I guess it was summer. 2018 what was cool about that keynote and that press conference was i is that i watched it in vr so i sat down at the end of my bed and put my go on and like looked around the room at other people watching it with me it was like i was loaded into a server uh watching the uh the sort of announcement of this new headset um and uh yeah just i mean they're they're porting rift games over um, it's operating on a Snapdragon 849 or some shit. It's a mobile processor, but mm-hmm. they're able to overclock it by the just in the fact that it's not being used in a phone. It's being used in a standalone device so they can cool it differently. Like a phone is always limited by the amount of space that it can occupy, right? right. So RAM. if you have this, if you, well, not that, but like the actual physical space. If you oh, have I a, see, yeah. If you have, if you have a, a chip that exists in you know, absolutely zero space. A battery is on one side of it and a, a board is on the other side of it. And then there's the screen. It's kind of, it's kind of stuck there and they can do with it what they can. But um, in this device, they're dealing with, um, you know, basically overclocking it and cooling it in a way that it's, it's not going it, it to, it's, it's churn and burn. It can, it can do, it can do more. Um, yeah. It can do more, you know, processing calls and things like that. Um, this is six degrees of freedom. So basically it does uh, inside out room scaling. It has four cameras on the outside of it, uh, wide angle lens cameras on the, on the four corners of the headset that will scan your room. And there will potentially be levels of games that occupy the space that you're playing in. So a good example would be like maybe an escape room where you're not, controlling your character around an environment you're walking around your living room and they're using the guardian system that was implemented in the oculus rift where if you do get close to an edge or you're close to a wall um in the game something will pop up like a basically basically like a mesh like a net wall will pop up in your vision saying like hey you need to take a step back because you're like in you know like you're approaching the edge of your play area um 
a whole bunch of really popular games that were uh, are, have already been confirmed. Um, there's a Face Your Fears 2, which that was one of the one of my favorite games on the Oculus Go. It's also available on Rift and Vive. Um, there's Super Hot. Joel, did you play Super Hot yep, on yep. Xbox? Yep. Okay, that game was developed for VR, and um, so you know, I mean, you you played it, so you know the concept. It's like such a fucking cool concept. The the faster you move, the faster time sort of takes place. Yeah, it's crazy. So if you hold real still, bullets will freeze in midair and or go really slow, and you have time to sort of plan your attack. And the graphics are really are, are like super virtual reality, like uh, poly, you know, polygons everywhere, and like it's stylized to look that way. Um, the climb is another one confirmed, where you're rock climbing, and so like cool. you can only um, you can only hold your hand on a certain grip for so long before your grip starts to loosen, and then you have to, you know, periodically like uh, powder your hands up so that your your hands don't heat up yeah, in a certain amount sticky. of time. Yep. Um, uh, Rec Room is another one I'm excited for, which is basically like a Roblox style. Uh, user created, user generated world where there's quests that you can take. There's uh, a PUBG style game you can play in it. It's real cartoony graphics, so like it should easily be uh, handled on the quest. Um, Robo Recall is probably one of the better selling Rift games right now, and that's uh, a shooter. You, you got you got two hands, two guns. A uh, bunch of robots are turning on you in the city. They're all trying to murder you. Uh, stuff like uh, I've seen in gameplay where a robot gets close. You can like grab, grab the robot by the chest and grab another robot and like slam them together. Huh. Or there's a part where, you know, you get this uh, ability where you can slow down time and they're shooting at you. You can slow down time and pick the bullet up out of, out of the air in front of you and then throw it back <laughs> at some That's of these cool. robots and kill them. Um, yeah. Like stuff like throwing, throwing a gun from one hand to the other, that kind of shit. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So the, I think the big uh, the big thing is is you know this is this is uh, Facebook, right? So this is Zuckerberg. This is the middle point between the Go and the Oculus Rift, and I'm I'm holding back on getting a Rift and and getting a computer that can run a Rift because um, the newer version of that, the Rift Two, or uh, I forget what they call it, domed. The Dome Room or something is the project name. Huh. Uh, that that's look. They're looking at like 2020 for that. So I feel like I might as well wait. And uh, yeah, Oculus Quest. All right. Very excited. Very excited. Well, I still want to see it. I still haven't really actually played with VR much. So next time we get together, let's geek out a little bit. For sure. All right, my number one. <laughs> I'm just because I'm excited about it. Is Skull and Bones new pirate game baby it's ubisoft's new pirate game <clears throat> which i i don't know i just feel like ubisoft has progressively gotten better with each game like they're learning they're they're listening to feedback assassin's creed odyssey is a blast it is a ton of fun and the thing that i love that they did which most developers won't do it's like a, a pride ego thing is Origin, the Egyptian Assassin's Creed was overcomplicated, and they, they, they added some to Odyssey, but they took some away, and it okay. it, it made it a much more um, a much more balanced game overall. So, cool. I think with that progression, if they can put out a pirate game that 
you, you've got the ships that you had in uh, Black Flag, but they're upgraded. You got crews. You got, I don't know. It could just be awesome. Because, you know, uh, Sea of Thieves is pretty cartoony. And that's not for everybody. And so to have a game that's like, like pirate sim level game, I think that could be really sick. And I know that our crew would def no pun intended, but would definitely get into that yeah. style of game. I, I, and I think they're doing a lot of things that Sea of Thieves didn't do. You know, like they're adding some stuff. It's not going to be just oh, a yeah. nice looking Sea of Thieves. There's different it's types be... of cannons. There's different types yeah. of ammunition you can get. Um, it's full RPG, like um, Ubisoft style. And I think it'll be great. I'm down. I'm there. Man, that was a tough number one, but I just simply thought of like, what am I most excited to play? And that was it. <laughs> but I could have this... gotten Mortal Kombat 11. I'm stoked yeah. for that. I'm stoked for that new Far Cry, man. It's going to be a good year for video games. And and also, like, I'm at a point where creating this list was hard because um, 2018 was so good for games. Yeah. Like, no I shit. I have all the I ha I literally have all the games I want. Yeah. And, and and if they and if I get bored with everything that I have right now, Subnautica, Battlefield Five, Red Dead Redemption Two, um, I know that I, I might I'm very tempted to like fire up that new um, Black Ops game and play that battle royale mode. Ooh, and, careful. And Battlefield Five has that fire firestorm shit coming out in March. Mm -hmm. You yep. know. Yeah. So so I you know it, this was a hard list. To That's compile true because you're right. The games with the service are only getting better too. So Red Dead. Uh, Battlefield 5. Uh, and a lot of people were pissed about Battlefield 5 because they said, okay, now it's a game of service and they're releasing everything for free. So their initial launch of the game was like, you know, I think I prefer it that way. Grand Theft, think it, well, imagine if Grand Theft Auto released everything it has on launch day that it has right now. Yeah, but, but their argument is that if you compared them, Grand Theft Auto versus Battlefield 5 was that Grand Theft Auto was launched as a complete game. That's outside true. of any content updates there everyone's saying battlefield 5 is like an incomplete game there's only a handful of matches or it is pretty sorry, light. a handful of maps uh not not that many weapons it, uh, only two playable armies right like the british and the germans um yeah, you so that, that's their that's kind of weird yeah, right? that's that's their yeah that's their argument there um but i i'm still I guess I also bought it like a month and a half, two months after it launched. So. Which was smart. Which was right because really a lot because stuff has already been added to it, you know. Um, and they have their they have their timeline spanned out, and I think that's kind of fun to have a game, get bored with it, play something else, and then you know you get on Reddit one day or you get on your Xbox account and you and you see oh that that new mode is coming out or that new map is coming out. Let's hey tonight we're doing Battlefield. Let's go, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's okay. Awesome, man. Well, that was our list. Uh, feel free to let us know. Um, you can add us at Rad Dad Redemption or Rad Dad Radio. Um, let us know as you're listening to this. What are your picks? What's your number one game that you're looking forward to? And then, of course, we're always looking for that feedback as to as we're transitioning away from Red Dead, which is inevitable. Guys, get it. I mean, it might be five years, but it's going to happen. But what are some other games we should take the deep dive in and uh, you guys want some more updates on? I know, I know, Creams, we're going to get to the point where Halo Infinity is going to be something we're talking about more and more and more. So I'm looking forward to kind of updating folks on little news and little rumors and tidbits that we learn about that game. Hell yeah. All right, bud. Are you ready 
for tri- trivia for treasure. It's hard to I say. Got a, I got a hot five for you got a hot uh, five for Super Shark, and we've updated the rules, listeners. Uh, gold will no longer be handed out for people competing uh, over our uh, chat board on Mixler. So, which means if you have a gold bar, which I think our I think Nighthawk, Nighthawk is the only uh, <laughs> he's the only feller that's got one that isn't. Jordash cream or myself. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Jordan has a bar, yeah. But uh, of, you know, we're always up for if you if you feel like you have something to contribute and want to be a guest, email me, man, raddad1 at gmail Um, I would love to have you on a guest, and then that that would absolutely qualify you for trivia. Um, I'd love to get Carl on here, man. I, I always like his. I always appreciate his uh, perspective on video games because he's a cerebral dude, you know. He likes to argue. He likes to argue whatever I think is cool. He finds what I think is cool, and then he tells me why it's lame. So I oh, disagree. Carl, come on the show. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's he's good. He's he's actually the only guy on podcast right now. Our other podcast that like, whenever video games come up, um, he's he's my guy. Like he's like the only dude I know. Okay, he'll have an opinion on this. He knows what I'm talking about. He's you know. <laughs> Uh, those other boys, they just uh, you, we got we got Joe playing games from strictly 12 years ago, and then uh, Kevin uh, he just plays Rocket League. That's his only game. <laughs> well, it's clear too, and it sh- and it shows. Yeah, it's like watching it's Fred like, Savage play fucking Mario Brothers three playing Rocket Bobby, League. He's, with... the, he's the Bobby Fisher of Rocket League. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs> well, all right, so listeners, we'll set up games where. Um, if our friend Kevin, he's he's nude janitor on uh, Xbox Live, N-E-W-D, nude janitor, if you want to add him. But uh, he, <laughs> we play games where we'll do basically all of us versus him, and he'll still, he'll still crush us. Like well, it'll be he also three, plays when we're it'll be three on one, and he'll still just own everybody. <laughs> Listen, if you want to do, I would do a. Uh... This would be fun, Creams. Let's do a Rocket League um, tournament, and we'll do. And you get Joe. Joe. Joe will have to play. He'll have to figure it out. But yeah. Let's, we'll set up a. Close. Let's pick a. It could be a Sunday afternoon. I don't care when it is, but we're all sure. going to get online, and you, they have an audience or a spectator mode. Have you ever done that? No. So you can watch the games. You can change camera angles. You could, there's one camera where you're the ball. It's pretty fun. Just screw oh, around. Cool. But uh, we'll do a ball we'll, cam. I think a two-on-two Rocket League tournament would be a ton of fun. Hell yeah! Do a bracket, single elimination, that yeah. kind of thing. I'm yeah. down. I'm we'll down. Put, we'll put Seth on Kevin's. Kevin's 2019 <laughs> Rad Dad Redemption versus Podcast right now Rocket League tournament. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. You ready for some trivia? I'm ready for some trivia. I put on the, All right, we got some, some piano music here. Do it. We got some. It's it's trivia time, folks. We play for gold bars. No panning in these in these woods. We're gonna be we're gonna be earning our points through trivia, getting those Mr. bars pocket through just solid wild west knowledge. Yeehaw, boys! Here we go. Question one. Now the way this is gonna work um, on this episode is that if Joel gets it right, he gets the bar or a point. A point. If he gets not a bar. If he gets uh, if he gets three out of five, I think you can earn a gold bar. Okay. All right. Um, but only if you get three out of five. 
Um, if, uh, yeah, we'll give you, a, you know, a reasonable amount of time to come up with an answer. Uh, he has promised that he will not Google the answers on his, on his Man computer. of my word. All right. You've got to have gotta faith, Cream. you got to have faith. <laughs> Question one. Uh, this is a first timer in the, in the, in the, in the Sugar Bowl. First time that uh, Bevo, the steer, and Ugga, the bulldog, have faced off in college football Sugar Bowl, uh, Sugar Bowl action here. Um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Joel, but uh, uh, Bevo, the steer, he started charging at everyone in the scene, on scene, and and the mascot, uh, uh, Ugga, the bulldog. It was a it was a real scene. They played it many times uh, during the Rose Bowl and and the Sugar Bowl as everything was playing out. This all happened yesterday. Uh, Bevo the Steer is the mascot for what university's football team? That is your question. B-E-V-O, if I'm yeah. saying Bevo. Uh, I'm going to be my bet. My best. Uh, let me let me just uh, I'm going to I'm going to think out loud since it's a podcast. You're Googling it right well, now. Well, I know. Nope. I know uh, Texas loves their steers. Um and I know I'm not a sportsman. I'm not a big sportsman. And that's why I asked you this. Anyone You're who's dead. listening to this who kind of likes football is laughing at how easy this is. I know steers are big in Texas, the Longhorns, if you will. Uh, but I also know that I believe the Tennessee, Tennessee Volunteers also use a a steer or a cow or something like that. But I uh, I'm gonna go with my first answer. I'm gonna go Texas Tejas. Good job. Yeah, you got it. The uh, Texas Longhorns is correct. Yeah, it's a pretty funny clip. Uh, we were watching OSU and uh, fucking Wisconsin. I don't know some other football university played uh, in the Rose Bowl, but uh, they kept cutting away to uh, yeah show this. They had a you know a proper long Longhorn uh, uh, cow and it's uh, like. It almost became a moment. A couple cowboys got thrown around, and uh, cameramen's wow. uh, cameramen had to like jump out of the way. You know what? They, they, I'm a, I'm always proud of nature out. whenever that happens. Yeah, they brought the bulldog out, and this cow was like, "Oh fuck this! I'm gonna eat this thing right now." <laughs> and it was it was funny. It was yeah. pretty funny. It's YouTube it. Uh, question two: uh, What term describes a cowboy in the Great Basin country of northern Nevada, southern Idaho, northeast California? Southern Oregon often wears flat hats, chinks, rides A-fork saddles with post horns and bucking rolls. Traditionally, their gear displays lots of silver, and it's fancier than some of the other gear that you might see in areas, the other areas of the country. What term describes this type of cowboy? Is it a common term? Are we giving well, hints out, or do you want to just... I mean, it sounds saying? like it's something that we've all Take heard before, but... Think out loud, and then... We're going to you... discover that this is a more specific thing. <clears throat> all right. Well, the first thing that jumped to my head is a uh, Silverado, um, but I'm not sure if that is... Uh, let me just think for a second. Take a, take a breath. Cowpoke. Um, Great Basin country, uh Northern Nevada, Southern Idaho, North Northeast California, Southeastern Oregon. Yeah, I know. That. I know. Uh, flat hats. Well, What's a f- chink? Do you know what a chink is? It's a type of chap. Okay. The A fork saddle. Familiar with this? Post horns. 
fucking rolls. Well, post horn is when you have a horn in the so you know the horn in the front of your saddle. You can have back. one in the back too, which is specifically oh, cool. All right, okay, that makes sense. Rope and dogies. You should get the points just for knowing that. I think I gotta say Silverado, but I don't know if that's a an actual thing, man. All right, final answer. Yeah. All right, you're wrong. It's a buckaroo. Motherfucker. Buckaroo is the term. All right, Good. so you're one. You're one for two. Question three. I, na- I named a cabin group buckaroos once. Well, now you know why. You yeah. Named it that. <laughs> All right. Uh, in 1854, the largest gold nugget ever found in California. Carson Hill above Stanislaus River. It weighed 195 pounds. Jesus Christ! At that time, in the currency of that of 1854, what what was that worth? What was the oh what my was the, god? Was well, the so give me some parameters on this. You so get I a range. Nail it. Don't panic. Don't I'm panic. <laughs> uh, we'll say. Uh, uh, listeners, help us out. What's his range? What I mean, I don't. I see. I always feel like I give away the answer when I say a range. You know, let's be nice to him. He's he's got he's one for two. We'd like to see we'd like to see the shark get a nugget or a gold bar, excuse me, or a new fancy cowboy hat. Um. Hmm. All right. <laughs> How about if you guess within fifty thousand dollars? So we're talking. That means we're in the millions, then, huh? Well, does it? 195-pound gold nugget in what year? 1847. 1854. It's the largest nugget at the time. It was discovered. Oh, can you imagine how nervous? Carson Hill. Oh, somebody shit themselves. <laughs> I would have. I don't know what I would have done. Cause that means they started digging and it just kept going. More and more nugget. As they're digging. It's a lot of nug. It's a lot of nug. Um. So yeah, I guess within. Yeah, we'll say fifty thousand USD. Okay. Within fifty thousand USD, one hundred and ninety. One hundred ninety-five pounds. So basically, my weight in gold. <laughs> mm. Am I allowed to use a calculator? I don't care. <laughs> as long as your calculator doesn't have uh, Google. It has internet connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know like calculators. Are you a Bing man, Joel, or are you a Google man? I know you use Mac computers. I like which is uh, I kind use of a weird uh, thing. I think Jordan's a PC guy, isn't he? Yeah, I use Chrome, a combination of Chrome and Safari, depending on what I'm doing. I'm talking about your go-to search engine. Uh, Google. Okay. Which I don't know if that's is that well, good. Well, and, and you know, well, we're <laughs> a bunch of Xbox boys. Have you ever tried to pull up the? Microsoft Edge on your Xbox for any reason? It's uh, not. I mean, like the, no. the only reason I did recently was because I was trying to. Oh, get, I have. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking your about. Your stuff yeah. to stream. Yeah, it's it's built-in Bing, and like it's it's not a good engine. Anyways, all right. Here, I have a guess. I have a guess. Have all right, guess. he has a, he has a number. All right, 195 pound uh, gold nugget. In 1854, what, what what was it worth? So I 1854. I remember. So I just watched. I I talked about this, and I believe in the first or second podcast, I watched the Gold of the Sierra Madres, which is a Humphrey Bogart movie, and it's all about being a prospector. And in that okay. movie, gold was worth eight dollars a pound, which was a big fucking deal. Because um, it's similar to Red Dead Economy, eight bucks will get you a lot, you know. Okay. Um, okay. 
So by that rationale, I would be fifteen hundred dollars. But you said fifty thousand, which makes me think it's a whole lot more. So I'm and gonna say one point. I'm gonna say one one million six hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars and eighty. Wait, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on. One million. What's your answer? One million six sixty-six thousand. Yeah. Okay. You're, I mean, you're way off. <laughs> is it a hundred thousand? Would that be no, better? It's, it's forty-three thousand five hundred thirty-four dollars. Oh, Jordan said twenty million. Well, Jordan's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I That's love him. That's a tough one, man. So wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Forty-three thousand dollars. Yeah. Forty-three five. Divided by one ninety-five. I want to just yeah, know well, the price of gold. Yeah, let's see it. That would be two hundred. Wow. That would be two hundred twenty dollars a pound. So I was way okay. off. But then okay. I rounded it up like a dummy. That's where I screwed up. You were close in the beginning, though. I could have probably talked myself close to this, but... Yeah. I said... Well, and I, I wanted I said to just 15. mess with you. So basically, you could have said $0 and got it right. You know, I, I, I like to mess with people and give them a range that's like the answer, basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, it worked so I on kinda me. Tricked you. <laughs> All right, so you, ha you have to get one of the last two questions uh, to achieve a gold bar on the, on okay. the leaderboards. I'm All ready, right? I'm ready. Question four, um, they operate over 4,100 hotels and motels worldwide. In what decade was the best Western International Incorporated founded? You ever stayed at a best Western, Joel? They got that nice continental sure breakfast in the morning. It's Western trivia. Do you see what I'm doing here? I see. I think, <laughs> I think you, you threw in a best Western one in the last one. No, I did not. It's impossible. You thought about no. it. Probably thought about it. All right. <laughs> what what decade were they founded? So decade indicates I feel like it's within this millennia. It's in the 1900s, yeah. Okay. Um, and I and I almost want to give you like a within a within a decade, uh, guess, but I think we should uh, I think sh we should uh, create the potential for something amazing. I say just... 1960. So does Jordan. <laughs> Just take your time and just think about it. As soon as you have an answer, yeah, uh, just let me know. Yeah. I said it. 1960. Well, just, maybe 1940. Just it. It's the 40s. <laughs> all right. Just take your time. That's all I want you to do. What is your final answer? 1960. You're trying to talk me out of it. Mm, you should just tell me what your final answer is. <laughs> do you have it? <laughs> it's 1960. All right, you're going 1960s confirmed. Clocked yeah. in? All right. Correct answer, 1946, 73 God years damn it, ago. I should have went with my second answer. Yeah, I thought maybe. <laughs> All right, last one just for fun. Developed by Rockstar San Diego. What game was released on the Xbox 360 and the Nintendo Wii May 23rd, 2006? Looking for the title of the game. Oh, it's the uh, shit. Table... Tabletop tennis or something like you that. You got it. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Rockstar Games presents table tennis. Good yeah. job. Good job. So you got two out of five. That is not bad, cowboy. You're all right, boy. You're all right. That's good. I didn't get a gold bar. I would rather compete with a human. Yeah. We'll get a guest on next week. Perhaps a Carl. Perhaps uh, we'll get uh, Jordan Shaquille back. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what we can do for you, listeners. Uh, we do appreciate appreciate you listening uh, this week. Uh, yeah. Rad well, Dad Redemption. Well, we still have our, our final portion of the show, Dad Chat. It's Dad simple, chat. super simple. Cream, 
What is your rad dad resolution for 2019? Wow, does it have to be fatherhood related? No, it can be. Well, you know what? This actually is fatherhood related. Um, I do illustration and I do um, art as sort of a B job, side job to the main job. Uh-huh. Um, day job? No, not a day job. It's a side job. Okay. Anyways, uh, my resolution this year is to um, basically set some uh, some self deadlines for myself, set some uh realistic uh goals to punch out and actually uh break it down on a calendar year so interesting that's very different than last year's because i I believe your last year was you wanted to draw a picture every single day yeah this is more um this is more like broad stroke stuff that like um basically two or three month projects that i'll have to stick to uh segmented deadlines to achieve so I'm talking um, portfolios and a possible children's book. So looking forward to that this year. Nice, man. And it's a it's a rad dad uh, resolution just because, um, well, it's going to drive my career. And then also money is good for children that, you know, perhaps want to <laughs> go to college one money. day. Or, yeah, <laughs> true. It, yeah. I mean, if you want to be a rad dad, you, you got to work. You got you to get your ass off the couch and, and uh, yeah, get get that bank account going. Awesome. Let's be honest. That's great, man. Yeah. So that's um, yeah. That's my resolution this year. Um, I got a pretty good start similar. on it. Um, one of my one of my early um, achievements will be I am getting a booth at the Wizard World Columbus Comic Con. Oh my gonna, god, that's I'm awesome, John. Yep. Yep. And that's so a big basi- deal. <laughs> and so, well, and so basically, for for that to make financial sense, I have to have. Um, several prints and be doing live drawings there and um, I have to have a project to kind of buzz and push for that booth otherwise you're just a dude set up with drawings and uh, and that's Mm -hmm. it's just not how it's done in the in the industry so uh, yeah look look at me at Wizard World Columbus this year I'll be on the arts lane yeah and I'll tell you what man I've done I've gone down that artist alley uh, in a couple different Wizard Worlds and uh (laughs) The bar is low. Trust me. There's not really? a lot of good shit. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm serious. It's really dropped. There's, I mean, you got Lou Ferrigno uh, trying to sell Polaroids no, for $90. No, he's huge. Well, he's huge, but the artist alley. So basically, people uh, that have not worked on uh-huh. uh, comic books or, you know, they might be published in some sense here or there. Maybe they're working on an app or something. You know, there's like, you know, 50 of those. And then... Um, maybe out of all of those like a third of them are like quality work in my opinion i Mm -hmm. see their work and i say oh wow yeah like your next level shit your drawing is bomb and you uh you're clearly like skilled and you have a vision and you're trying to create uh you're trying to create content um so that's awesome man yeah should be cool um well mine's kind of related just kind of balancing everything out like uh i mean just a little bit of backstory but in the last i'd say the year we had a kiddo and decided to move 1300 miles away to an area that's really difficult to buy a house and start a new job and it's just been a whole lot of just i feel like just uh like really hard work and strategizing and focus and so i think for this year i'm just excited to just 
um, find some harmony in everything that we've worked so hard to create. And um, so a few weeks ago, I started working out. Um, I try for every day, but I'm okay if I only get three days a week. That's like my way of like not feeling shitty about it. And you're doing been... three days a week more than I'm doing right now. Hey, oh, but you know, it's uh, it's great. And uh, uh, so just keeping that up and eating healthy. I've been cooking. Can we talk about? Can we talk about what happened though? No. It's so, it's so funny though. Joel, it's really funny. So Joel, he, it's our our family. We do like iPhoto. Uh, like shared folders for each month we've been breaking them down because there's so many kids and grandparents and we don't want to post all our family shit on facebook so every you know every psychopath has access to like photos of your child and and then it's like a whole nother job if you actually like break down your anyways so i think you did you accidentally post this photo so i sent it to i sent it to jordan (laughs) privately no I did. I thought you put it on the. No, well, listen, that was a different. I sent it to Jordan privately, because Jordan's great. He's good at. He's. I mean, in all honesty, he's good at advice about. um, Yeah. You know, ways to just do exactly what I just said, like that whole like life harmony thing, and uh, Erica's great for that too, and so I sent him that picture, and then, and so there's this new way to select. Here's pro tip for well, any of you on. that Before have to select on. photos for your photo yeah. streams. You yeah. can drag your finger across the entire. You don't have to individually pick them. You can just okay. drag your finger around. And okay. so that's what I did. And I accidentally uploaded a really douchey photo of. Uh, it's it's that basically I, that it's I, Joel. Yeah, it's Joel in a mirror, and it's shirtless. So yeah. And you look. I mean, you look good. I mean, your body does look like slimmer for sure like yeah. you definitely lost i mean you're probably sucking in and trying to look hard so i was sucking so too. hard for that photo yeah. <laughs> but it's a photo it's a photo of him what was that at the gym or your house or where was that just in my bathroom at my okay, house okay so yeah. he's in his bathroom and he's uh yeah he, he takes this photo you know just the classic selfie i just worked out i feel i feel like i want to look oh, and you probably took it to like just see what your body looks like you know yeah, I actually it's took not it. Not like you took it to post it on anything or like send it to no, Lori's no, 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 and I didn't like post it anywhere. For you or something. No, yeah. I think it's. I was feeling good, man. I was excited. Yeah. It's. I used to be when I was younger a lot, uh, steady workout routine, and I just decided yeah. to to go for it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, jo- uh, we were on like a holiday, you know, just New Year's Christmas uh, chat thread on iMessage, and <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Jordan put that photo back up. Um, I will let you know that that photo is now the background uh, wallpaper <laughs> on my phone and and my wife's phone. <laughs> so, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so oh, we no. were we were I'm happy really for embarrassed. that. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. You look good. You look sharp. Thanks. I'll send you more. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just doing shit like that. And then I, again, I'm not trying to sound hokey, but I don't think it is hokey. But like, uh, um. I have a goal to meditate a little bit more. It definitely has like a positive effect on me. So like proven that it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good yeah. to do. Yeah. It's good. You just sort out your head, man. It's it great. sounds crunchy. It sounds super crunchy when you say it, right? Like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to like not do anything and just sit on my floor. Yeah. And like, do, I mean, do you have a plan? Have you, I, I imagine you're the type of guy that you'd look into this and kind of like pick a, a style, right? Like, are yeah. You so do, um, I looked at it's, well, there's the style I do is, is classic awareness like, and shit like that. No, or, it's like classic know. transcendental. Like you are 
the goal is you're going deeper that's what that word means each as you the time draws you deeper until you um you know as as, as i guess Come. as far as you want to go so you ejaculate if you go deep enough <laughs> that's the reward tantric you'll you'll find yeah, it's, it's like the boss level unassisted masturbation no, all right it's just good it just sorts out your brain and there's some yeah. great i use an app called headspace that kind of helps literally hold your hand and makes it really easy and less crunchy and um kind of fun in a, weird a way. sponsor yeah it's not a sponsor well I'm well it makes sense too yeah. because you know the, the i think i was listening to a joe rogan podcast or somebody finally explained meditation in a way that made sense to me and it was that your brain from as soon as you wake up to until you go to bed is it's constantly um, dealing with outside um, stimuli, right? And so to deny it all of that and shut it down for even 30 minutes, it gives it a chance to not have to deal with that, right? Like if that's your, if that's the computer that's running the machine that is your body, um, why wouldn't you, if you have a chance to for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, shut it down uh-huh. and and ask it to only concentrate on something as simple as breathing in and breathing out right like wouldn't well, that when that makes sense i mean it makes sense to me when yeah, you explain let me that give way. you a gamey reference that works for me is it's like tetris when you don't hold the controls and so like your whole day those blocks are stacking up they're getting chaotic you know what i mean yeah. but when you take some time to focus you can organize them and nice. every once in a while you get little rewards, you get a little Tetris, a little, little double, a little trip in there. And it feels, it feels good, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's a, uh, that's a, that's my whole year, man. I'm just trying to nice. do some balance and, um, just, uh, I guess I've been very work focused and, and just maybe shifting my focus somewhere else, you know? So cool. Very cool. Awesome, man. Well, that is, uh, that is the end. That's it. We did it. Brother. We did it. Episode we, we four? Did, episode five? Five. We just finished episode it. Episode five. And uh, we were going to, uh, I teased at the end of the two week ago, we were going to talk about Wagon's East. That fell through because of the holidays. I apologize. You should watch it. Um, but I think, uh, and I didn't touch on it this episode, but the Sisters Brothers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so with that's John, our assignment. John C. Riley. Yeah. John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, um, Gyllenhaal old jakey gyllenhaal um all great all great actors uh it's not no it's not a comedy that's what i've had people ask me when i tell them mm-hmm. that like when i suggest that movie they say oh is that like a comedy i'm like no it's not it's just a straight up western um it's called the sisters brothers and i saw a trailer for it i can't tell you before what movie in theaters and then i just it fell out of my mind and i don't know if this movie I don't think it got a major release. I don't, you know, I think it might have only been released to a few theaters and that that's how it kind of slipped by or something, but I forgot about it. And then I was looking up movies one night to just, you know, figure out what I should legally download and uh, play. And uh, I that, that one came up. I was like, oh my God, that's out. That's been released. And uh, I, I fully recommend it. So it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it next week. So folks out you there, bet. get your hands on Brother Sister. The Sister? Sisters Brothers. Their last the name is Sisters. Oh, the Sisters And John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix are brothers. And it's <laughs> one of those situations where Joaquin's like kind of a nut. And John C. Riley's only in this outlaw business because he wants to protect his brother. And he knows his brother can't protect himself. So um, 
it's <laughs> i liked it man all right I'll tell you what let's check it out we'll talk about it next week um that's it i just want to give another thank you to madeira anchor the podcast right now network and of course please if you if you like the show we've got some some big goals uh, the the biggest immediate one right now is we want to start a website which which requires monthly fees and um if this podcast is something that you enjoy just a dollar two dollars really helps so um not one to panhandle but we do give stuff away so it's not just it's not blind you get something we are creating for- hours of quality content all right <laughs> we're not asking we're just asking you to finally pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check us out at Patreon. That's at Rad Dad Redemption at Patreon. So that's it. John, I love you. Happy New Year, bud. It's going to be a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>